With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of Tendy Talk, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the BLPA Podcast Networks. I'm your host Joe, better known as Wash Up Goalie on social media. This week I'm back to a normal Tendy Talk podcast as I'm joined by NYPD goaltender Brandon Bassett. Brandon took over the NYPD crease when episode 54 guest Mike Nano passed the torch to him after the NYPD FDNY rivalry game in 2021. So, without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Brandon. Brandon, thanks for joining me today. Uh, always good to talk to uh, some fellow goalies, especially those that uh, do a little more away from the rink than uh, guys like myself and, you know, try and keep the streets safe and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Taking your time out and doing a podcast with me today. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's funny when when I watched the 2021 game on ESPN, I, I quickly went to uh, one of the goalie groups I follow on Facebook. And I was like, all right, let's see if I can find either one of these guys. And I was able to find Mike and reached out to him. He's like, yeah, I, I want to be on the podcast. And then I, I don't know how much you know of uh, – uh, the FDNY goalie, um, Kurt, but he's really not on social, but uh, one, one of my college teammates uh, plays on the FDNY team. So he, he helped me get Kurt. And then when I watched uh, the next game, I saw, wait a minute, Kurt and Mike both passed the torches. I, I got to see what I can do to reach out. But I think after having Mike on, you had uh, started following me on Instagram. So I was like, all right, let, let, let's get you on and talk to you about uh, not only the game, but, but the
All right, I think we may have lost Brandon here for a second. Oh, there you are. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if you heard any of that, but I was saying, you know, after the uh, 2021 game and connecting with uh, Mike and Kurt and seeing that they passed the torches, both of them, I was like, I, I, I need to get these next two guys on. And we were already connected on Instagram at that point. So uh, it, it worked out nice. Um, you know, and, and it's funny. Usually when I talk to cops, I, I, I like to give them grief because my dad was a fireman and say, ah, you, you couldn't pass the fire exam. But uh, you're, you're not just a cop. You're one of those rare firefighter cops. Um, you know, how, how does that work out for you? Yeah, so I, uh, I'm a volunteer firefighter for my uh, community. I'm actually in uh, the truck company. So I get my... You know, my chops broken a lot uh, from the local guys and everything. I had a lot of fans from my community and uh, from my fire department, actually, as well as my precinct that was uh, sitting in my section. So they got a, a pretty surprise. They got along pretty well in my section for that game. Uh, so, first of all, does civil service run in the family and in, in that that's why you, you went that route? Or was it just, you know, like a lot of kids, you know, I, I want to be a fireman, I want a policeman. Is that, that how it turned out for you? I always wanted to be a first responder, whether it was being a firefighter or, you know, a police officer. So I, I did take the test and uh, I took both tests and whoever called me first, you know, that, that was the route that I was going with. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, what was it the classic example of the uh, police department called first? And uh, that's exactly what it was. Now, I know sometimes guys will join one department or the other, but they have their heart set on the other. And so they'll, they'll kind of stick it out until the other one calls. Are, are you uh, kind of holding out until the FDNY calls you or you're like, nope, I'm on the NYPD. It's uh, NYPD till retirement. As of right now, it looks like I'm staying with NYPD. <laughs> Those guys uh, wouldn't be too happy uh, for me to switch over. We already had uh, one of our guys uh, that scored the game-winning goal, Vinny Lopes, uh, do that to us. So uh, I don't think my guys would be too happy about that if I did the same thing as uh, yeah. Vinny Lopes. Yeah, I, I, I've heard a few of the guys have uh, switched over and, uh, for the rival, you know, it, that have participated in the rivalry game, and it, it didn't uh, go too well. Um before we get into all, all the rivalry stuff and whatnot, um, you know, how how'd you get started with the game of hockey as a New Yorker? So uh, basically, as I was younger, my I was always followed my dad's uh, footsteps about playing hockey. And, you know, I, I started out as playing uh, as a player. And then uh, it's actually funny that we're going into this. You know, I, I always wanted to, you know, try something different. So I told my dad one day, I was like, hey, dad, I, you know, I want to try becoming a, you know, I try to want to become a goalie. He he wasn't like too happy about it. But then, uh, you know, one Christmas, you know, my dad, you know, Chris, as Christmas was coming up, my dad was taking me to the, you know, local pro shop where I was playing hockey when I was younger. And uh, there was a set of goalie pads, like, uh, you know, they're like 50 bucks, you know, yeah. Patrick style. And uh, my dad's like, go ahead, try these on, you know. And I fell in love with them, you know, with the little toe strap and everything. So as Christmas was coming around, you know, it's all wrapped up. And I'm like, what, what can this possibly be as a, you know, young kid? And when I wrapped them up, I saw a goalie pads. I was like, wow, goalie pads? Here's my opportunity to become a goalie. And ever since then, I, I took off with it. So he, th that fateful Christmas, it sounds like they were the co-hosts with the teardrop, if, if I'm uh, guessing right. Yeah, it was a Patrick Waugh style, like the blue and red with the toe straps. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I had a pair of those in uh, high school. And it, it's funny you mentioned the toe straps because I, I think if you mentioned that to kids today, I mean, we see the old pictures of uh, goalies, you know, they got their strap up and they're trying to get that. I mean, you had to be flexible just to get that toe strap done. Um, I, I, I hated those things. They, they were a pain in the, in the backside. I'm glad that they've uh, gone the way of the dodo. But, yeah, so now I mean now now they they basically got like the strings, yeah, you know, and and then they got the elastics. That's what's that's what's going on right now. That's what I got. Yeah, yeah, I've got the string, and I've, I've contemplated uh, giving that elastic string a go, but uh, I just upgraded, you know, after twenty years of old old stuff. So you know, b- baby steps on those upgrades. Let, let me get a maybe two seasons under my belt with the string still, and then maybe I'll try the elastic ones and get used to some of that rotation. Um, so, you know, it sounds like you were pretty young when, when you started playing goalie. How, how far did you go competitively before you entered the beer leagues? Uh, I was, I played uh, junior hockey. I played for the junior Islanders. It was a local uh, team in, in my area. And then uh, I got picked up by the NYPD team. I took the test. I got called. I was in college, so I skipped college. I just went to a local community college and then mm-hmm. I started playing with NYPD you know and that was one of my questions how did you find out about the NYPD team was it one of those where guys just found out you played and they're like hey you got to come to the skate or you know was it something you saw on a bulletin board at the precinct uh so basically I knew a couple guys as well as my dad uh you know knew them as well and uh once I got on you know I reached out to them and uh, that, that's how it all started, basically. And I just took off from there. And I, you know, practicing. And then once I got out of the academy, I was uh, right behind Nano. Now, does does the NYPD have the, the tryouts the way the FDNY team does, too? Or is it more of a, you know, word of mouth, we got this team, and, you know, kind of uh, that way? It's basically tryouts like FDNY. Okay. You no, know, it's the same same setup. Yeah, so were were there a lot of uh, goalies within the police department, or is it pretty thin on that side? It's pretty it's pretty thin. We got like three or four guys. Okay, and especially when Nano was leaving. Now we got uh, four guys. Yeah, as, as I was gonna say, go, we're we're going to be a little weird. And cops, I, I I would expect there to be more more goalies within the ranks of the cops because all all the ones I know are a little bit uh, <laughs> goofy in in a good way though. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I asked because my dad was a Chicago fireman, and I he knew guys on the Chicago hockey team, and so I I would skate with them every now and then in high school, and their goalie is like, hey, I am ready to hang up the pads, take the test. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Problem is, I think they gave a test in 95, and then I graduated in high school in 99, still going off the same list. It's like, hey, dad, let me know when they're giving a test. And he goes, yeah, rumor has it within the year they're going to give one. Well, I went through four years of college, still no new tests, got married, <laughs> and then just bought a house and found out my wife was pregnant. And, oh, hey, now that now the city's given a test, you know, all these years later, I'm going, well, now it's not a good time for me. Um, and then uh, it was probably another eight or nine years till they gave the next test. And at that point, we were on a uh, family cruise with my mom and dad. Disney Cruise with all the kids and everything is like, well, I think that's just the universe telling me I, I shouldn't uh, become a fireman. I, I should stick to my desk job because now I'm too now I'm too old to take the test and they're they're giving another one. It's like, okay, 
I'm, I'm content. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the NYPD team, you know, I, I think a lot of people think it's just the rivalry game, but it's not. It, you know, you, you guys play all year in the different leagues, and then uh, you, you play in tournaments too. You know, how, how much of your time does that take up as well? I mean, it t- it, we're working everything like that. It takes up a lot of our time, especially with practices, games at night, and then going mm-hmm. back to work, like turn around, having a morning shift or, you know, right after the game, going right to work. So a lot of our guys do that, especially me. I do that all the time to, to make it work. You know, sometimes it's going to work, and then we're getting on a flight to go to, to a tournament right in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you, you're tired, and, you, you you know, you're going back and forth. And, you know, me, I, I make it work for myself. However, I could do it. I make it work. Now, do the uh, do the bosses kind of help you guys with your schedules to work to work around some of these uh, tournaments, especially the rivalry game, or is it more of work, working with your your fellow cops to say, "Hey, we need to uh, do a trade to get coverage." Uh, I got a lot of bosses on my team, so, I, I, you know, I, I look up to them. You know, they're great bosses. I got great bosses where I work as well. So, you know, I'm, you know, I just go up to them, and they're very easygoing, and whatever I need, they help me out with. You know, when they need something, I'm always there to help them out. It, it helps when some of the bosses are on, on the team that they can pull some of the strings you can't. Um, so Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's very tough for me. You know, yeah. Especially I'm – the lowest man on the bull here. I'm only a, a police officer. I'm not a boss. I was going to say your, your role in, in the police department, you know, are you a beat cop? Or what, what's your role on the police department? I'm just a regular cop. I just, you know, I have a certain area that I patrol. I'm in a car, mm-hmm. you know, steady sector as of right now. You know, I'm looking for movement in the future. Yeah. Now, um, is New York uh, one person to a car or is it two people to a car? It's a uh, two two person to a car. Okay, that I I just think I, I don't care about budgets or anything else. I, I just mm. think that's the smartest, safest thing to do for you guys because you you guys never know what you're rolling up on. You know, I I think uh, the general public forgets that the most routine of traffic stops is anything but uh, routine for you guys, and just having that extra person there can go a long way. I think um, it, it was funny when when I had Mike on. You know, I'm asked, he had trouble figuring out, one, if his computer had a camera, and two, how to work it. And then I asked him, so what do you do in the police department? And he tells me, you know, he basically works in intelligence, working with uh, cameras and everything every day. It's like, are you kidding me? You couldn't tell if your computer had a camera and you work with them all day? And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, what are your aspirations in the police department? You know, do you want to go the detective route? Do you want to go intelligence? You know, what are your thoughts there? Or do you just kind of like, uh, I I wouldn't, I I wouldn't mind following Mike's footsteps, you know, going into, you know, the camera unit or, you know, it's called Ty Roo. So I wouldn't mind going into that or, you know, becoming a canine officer or, you know, ESU, you know, along those, along those lines, you know, also Marine, you know, which is called Harbor. So, you know, those are something, you know, I've been interested in for a while. You know, it's just once I, I get the time, you know, once I have a certain amount of years on the on the force, I could start putting in applications and then put over for a transfer. Yeah, and you know, New York is so unique in that it's so big. You know, they have departments and avenues that you can go that uh, 
other departments don't have, e even, you know, larger municipalities don't have, um, you know, so that I, I think that's really cool on that side of things. Um, uh, so I have to ask, you know, your first rivalry game, you know, as you mentioned, Mike, Mike was on the team, so he was playing those, you know, what were you thinking going to that, going into that game? Like, okay, this, this is pretty cool. We're playing an NHL arena. We got all these fans. How was it being the backup in one of those games? Uh, you know, when I first came, my first year, when I backed up Nano, I came out of the tunnel. I was like, wow, what an experience. You know, I played in a bunch of fans, you know, like that and, you know, like travel or high school, but nothing like a sold out arena, especially this year coming out of the yeah. tunnel and knowing that I was the guy to, you know, to put on the show for in front of, you know, a sold out arena, especially it's a new arena as well. Yeah. So, you know, back in up Nano, my first year, you know, it was, you know, a great experience. Now, this year, you know, as you pointed out, you are the starter. You're coming out of that tunnel. You're the one leading the team out of that tunnel. Uh, how were the nerves this year compared to previous years? Uh, you know, I got the nerves out. We were playing um, a couple games before that, and I, you know, I came out when nobody was, I uh, came out through the tunnel and I, there was no fans. And uh, I came out a little bit before the game started, actually before we went out for warm-ups. And I saw that, oh, there's a couple people out there, sort of, you know, a decent amount of fans. And I got the jitters out right in warm-ups. Yeah. You know, you got people banging on the glass, you know, you got FDNY filling up the crowds. You know, you're like, oh, man, where's NYPD fans? And, you know, they're, they're still out in the parking lot getting mentally prepared, as I was getting mentally prepared, too, for the game. And, uh, you know, I got it right out, right, when we went into warm-ups. You know, I know in talking to Mike and Kurt, they both said, you know, that rivalry game has a little more uh, pop and circumstance before the game, you know. So usually, you know, like you said, juniors and whatnot, you go from warm-up, go back while they resurface the ice, and you come out, play the anthem, play the game. You know, you're still already in that mindset. But with all that extra stuff going on, you know, between warm-ups and the puck drop, you know, how did you stay focused? I, I was like, as soon as I came out, uh, right after the national anthem, once they, they introduced me, introduced me, I was fo I was just focused. I was dialed in, and I just, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just stayed focused. You know, I wasn't worrying about anybody in the stands. I wasn't looking around. You know, once the puck dropped, I was so focused into the game. In that game, you know, it, it was fun to watch. I, I watched it. I streamed the game on, on my uh, TV watching it, and you and um... – Nick, the FDNY goalie, you guys played phenomenal, you know, and even the announcer said, you know, usually these games are high scoring and the final is what, one nothing, two one? It was uh it was one 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 and we went into overtime and uh, Yeah, overtime. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately my uh former teammate uh hit hit a, a posty down and uh game uh scored a game winning goal. Both yeah. uh, scored a game winning goal for that. And, and like you said, I, I watched the game and there weren't any bad goals scored. I, I mean, the three goals that were scored on, on you and Nick were, you know, good goals. And uh, but you you two played phenomenal. You know, it it it, it can't be oversaid that uh, the performance both of you put on. It, it was a shame that somebody had to lose because you both deserved to win that game. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping we would win the game. You know, we haven't had that <laughs> oh, back in a while. Yeah, talk, talking about those uh, goals, you know, you got a former NHL player player. You know, Matty Zay, he picked the spot perfectly. He hit the post and goes right in. 
you know, yeah. I go back in the locker room after the first goal and, you know, I had the iPad and I'm looking at the goal. I was like, I couldn't do anything about it. You know, go back yeah. out, you know, keep your head up high and, you know, it's one, one. Yeah. You know, I, I like that you said, you know, you looked at the goal and you're like, nothing I could do about it. I started putting the GoPro behind my net, uh, probably a couple seasons back. My son was doing a Cub Scout thing and he did that. And I was like, I, I don't know. I kind of like this. So now, now I review film of all my games and it's not because I'm some weird egotistical person. It's, you know, the idea of what could I have done different? How could I improve my game? And, and there's been some of them where I'm going, that's just a tip of the cap to the shooter. That, that was a good goal. I did what I was supposed to and it, it was good. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's something young goaltenders sometimes need to realize is, you know, sometimes you do everything right and it's still going to go in. It, it's just, it's the nature of the game. Yeah, absolutely. He actually uh, tried to do it on me again in the third period. And, you know, when I looked at the iPad, I was like, he's not scoring again like that. You know, I made sure my glove was up high. You know, like you were talking about your, your GoPro. After every game you watch, you know, the, go- the, the goals that get scored on. And, uh, you know, you, you change your positioning, you you know, tweak a little couple things. And, you know, he couldn't score. Yeah, it, you know, I, I like that you said, you know, you, you... – you made the adjustment, held the glove higher because there's those games where you just there's that one player on the other team where you know they're they're just better than everybody else, and you know you you notice either they're starting to shoot down lower, they're starting to shoot high. So instead of you trying to be quicker, you make that adjustment only for them. You know you're your stance, but when you see them get that puck, you cheat a little bit and. Um, it's okay. I, I don't think a lot of young goaltenders specifically understand that you, if you can pick up those particular shooters, it's okay to make those adjustments for that one shooter, not for every shooter. Yeah, especially especially that line, uh, you know, Vinny Lopes and yeah, Matty Zay and his um, his other, his other uh, wingman Brandon Tracy. You know, so that that was the line that I was watching for the whole the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, so every, time I, I they, so every time they were out, I, I was focused and I was, you know, I was waiting for them to come out. And that was the first time I actually played against Maddie Zay and Brandon uh, Tracy. Yeah, and I remember the um, announcers even commenting on that line, like, this is the line you got to watch. They're, these guys are good. And, and it, it was, uh, they were right. It, it was a good line. Um, when I was talking to Mike, I, I had to uh, joke with him because the, the FDNY player that took him out, uh, Jimmy Becker, he was my college mm-hmm. teammate. And, and fortunately, Mike Mike knew Jimmy and he knew, that, you know, what kind of player he is. He's like, well, where it is, Jimmy just took you out because he couldn't skate. And he started laughing. But in, in that uh, game against you guys, he, he went into the boards behind, behind your net and somebody came in and – Kind of took them out pretty, pretty good. J- Jimmy was feeling it. But anything malicious. It was just kind of circumstances. And it, I, I liked when Jimmy got up. I, I think the cop, whoever hit him, I forget who it was, kind of patted him on the back like, hey, sorry, you, you turned, I turned, it, it happened bad. But I, I sent him a text after the game. I said, well, now no, you guys are even. Because, yeah, I deserved that. <laughs> You know, I, yeah, I, that, I, that, 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 that that video is still going around. The yeah. Internet, you know, every day it still it still pops up. And I just keep watching it and uh, replaying it. And I'm like, oh, that was a big hit because, you know, the puck fell in front of me. I went to, you know, pull my glove over it and I look behind me. And then here, this guy's on the ground, FDNY, your former teammate. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and like you said, J- Jimmy's a good kid. He, he's always got a smile on his face, but he, he understands the flow of the game too. And he, he knows it was, you know, just circumstances. And to be honest, I don't know what kind of fighter he is, so he wasn't going to do anything about that. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he was in a fight. Uh, my, my big defenseman there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I mentioned that the, the team I play on, it's, uh, almost all volunteer firemen from uh, the area I'm in and the, the Twin Cities. But we got one cop on the team, and he is the muscle of our team. And we're playing this team in the uh, playoffs of our winter league. And th- they were getting chippy. And, I, and I'm telling the guys, it's like, guys, you need to play mad. You need to play mad. And then I would look at him and I go, except for you, because you'll do something stupid. And he's just looking at me all game. Can I play mad yet? Can I play mad yet? And finally, it was late in the game. We were down by one. I looked at him from the bench. He's like, you can play mad now. And he just got all smiles. And he's like, all right, here we go. Here, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to play yeah. mad for you. Yeah, but he, yeah, he's he's something else. He, he He's good to have on the team. And he, it's funny because he, he almost rolls up his sleeves on his jersey. So it just looks tougher. But it's just because the sleeves are a little tight on him. So it's like, yeah, this is the way it's comfortable. But he just... Kind of looks mean walking out there with the semi-rolled-up sleeves. And uh, there was one player that – he the player was getting kicked out of the game, so he's just being a dummy and checked him from behind. And Nate's just looking at him. This guy's just kind of doing a Ric Flair woo-woo into his face and everything. Finally, Nate had enough and just grabbed him by his collar and just threw him down the ice and just stood there. Like he wasn't going to go after him. And the ref looks at Nate and he's like, now I got to kick you out of the game too. You did nothing wrong. He deserved it, but now I got to kick you out of the game. He's like, yeah, I know. I, he's like, you saw me think about it before I grabbed his collar. He goes, yeah, I did. He goes, well, I'm going to give him an extra two minute penalty for being an idiot. That way you guys still get the power play. <laughs> but, hey, at least you got the power play. Yeah, it was funny. The ref looked at him. He's like, now I got to kick you out of the game. I don't want to. He deserved it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think when a lot of people think of that FDNY-NYPD rivalry game, they think of the brawl. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they think that there's hatred there. And I, I think to a certain level there is, but I don't think people realize that it's a, you know, big brother, little brother hatred. That after the game, you guys are all going out for beers together. Uh, you know, yeah, there's going to be words, but it, it's good natured. It, it's pretty funny that you bring that up. You know, I was just thinking about that. Uh, you know, outside the rink, we love each other. Yeah, when we're inside the rink, it's like a bloodbath, you know. Yeah. We're here to, you know, put on a show in front of a sold-out arena. You you know, after the game, you know, we're loving each other and, you know, we go on with our day. Yeah, yeah it, it really is the big brother, little brother. Um, I don't want to call it a rivalry, but it relationship. Uh, you know, because my dad always said, you know, he loved what he did, but he had so much respect for the cops because – he couldn't do what they did. And then, you know, and my cousin's husband, he's a cop. He's like, I couldn't do what you guys do. It's, there's a, such a mutual respect there. And as my dad always said, when you guys show up, nobody wants you there. At least when the fire department shows up, they're happy you're there. They're not happy about the circumstances, but they're happy you're there. Nobody's saying, you guys go, get out of here. We don't need you. Uh, so yeah. I, I think there's that mutual respect. And I mean, you're kind of in that interesting boat and that you know you do both so you you do understand what the, the firefighters go through and uh so m- maybe you can rib them a little bit more and critique their uh especially the truck guys critique their 
their uh, technique up there on the roof. But uh, yeah, it, it is a fun, fun relationship they have. Especially, especially at work when uh, when these guys are rolling in hot, you know, possibly to a job. You know, I tell I tell my guys at work, do not park in front of that hydrant. They don't no. care. They'll they'll get mad at you. Oh yeah, I I've seen a time or two where my dad and his crew they they busted out windows and just ran the uh, the hose right through the car. One of my dad's favorite stories is there was a uh, a Mercedes that kept parking in front of a fire hydrant kept getting tickets well now there's a fire and the mercedes is right there so the hydrant actually was out of service so it wasn't as big of a deal as it could have been but because he was still in front of the hydrant as the guys were rotating in and out it was winter time the guys were rotating in and out the guys that weren't fighting the fire were building a snow fort around the mercedes and then as they were doing overhaul they just put a hose inside the snow fort and created a giant and I, and ice I, cube around the car and every day the cops would come by and write a ticket. And he said it was like midsummer before it was thought enough to where they could tow the car away. <laughs> That's unbelievable. It's yeah. that long. Yeah, you know, upset some uh, first responders and see where that, how, how that goes for you, right? Yeah, uh, that, definitely. <laughs> I, I remember watching Backdraft the first time and see, I, I went to the movies with my dad when that came out and I, I went to work with him every chance I got growing up. But when that movie came out, mom didn't let me go to the firehouse for a while because the, the opening part of that movie where the, the kids are at work with their dad, they see him get killed and he's on the cover of uh, life magazine. That's based on actual events of the Hoff brothers. Um, and uh, we knew them well. Their, their son wound up living down the street from mom and dad after I went to college and Bobby and Ray Hoff just, great firemen, legends of, of the job. And, uh, uh, you know, but mom knew that she knew that was based on them. She's like, you can't go to work with your dad anymore. I don't want you on a magazine cover and this and that. It's like, mom, he's on the hazmat unit. We pull up and it's either a puddle on the ground. I can't go near or some, you know, vapor cloud that you can't see is like, nothing's going to happen if I go to work with them, you know? And she's like, ah. but, uh, you'll be all right. Yeah, but but that scene when uh, they, they broke the, the windows, people like that doesn't happen. Dad's like, yeah, it really happens. Um, it happens all the time. Yeah, his favorite joke of that movie was, you know, when it came out, there was a big uh, uh, controversy over the the love scene on on the hose bed, and he goes, because we've never had hose that clean. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, like I said, I, I went to work, and th- there were things that happened we never told mom about. Uh, you know, like that. The night that a crack whore fell in love with me and said, you leave him here with me tonight. I'll turn him into a man. I was only 14. Um, so once he got promoted to lieutenant, then he was back onto an engine. And if if it was in a structure fire, I was usually the one fighting it, whether it be a car fire or dumpster fire. I, I was I was the one on the nozzle for those. We didn't tell mom about those things. Um, until the very end, it, it, she was uh, getting sick, you know, Dad and I started talking about some of these stories in front of her and the look on her eyes, like, you assholes. If I would have known, you would have never gone to work with them. And it was like, well, what, what are we Yeah, you can't, do? you can't be telling your mom that. You definitely yeah. can't. We're like, Mom, what are you going to do now? He's retired and you can't hit me right now because, you know, because you're too weak. And she's like, I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, th- those were, those were fun. Um, so, you know, getting things back to hockey. Um, 
you know, you, you play on the NYPD team, but I, I know quite a few guys, at least out here, you know, on the different uh, first responder teams, they play on other teams too. Is the NYPD team the only one you're skating on or, you know, are there yeah, other ones? Yeah. yeah, there's other teams. Uh, the, like my other teammates like play on other teams. So like they need like a fill-in, you know, like for summer or like yeah. like you call it a beer league. But as of right now, you know, I've been take I took off. So the only team I've been playing on is the NYPD team. Unless someone calls me for a fill-in, I'll, I'll be glad to help them. You know. Yep. Yeah. That, that's that's how my summers are. It's it's tough with going to the cabin and my son's baseball and everything else. It's like, yeah, just gonna play fill-in. In fact, mo- most of my teammates have cabins up north on the lakes, and in Minnesota, we we gotta take advantage of our six weeks of nice weather. So we don't play in a summer league. So it's it's a lot of fill-ins when when it uh, is convenient to my schedule. But when, once that fall season rolls around, every Sunday night I'm up at the Super Rink uh, getting some skates and sometimes two two games because enough people up there know me and they're like, ah, he'll, he'll fill in for us if we need him. Yeah, that's what I basically do. So, like, August or September, I'll, uh, you know, I'll start skating again. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, I, I want to be mindful of time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I end every episode with the same list of 10 questions. I used to call them rapid-fire questions, but they're really not because they, they wind up bringing up other stories. But I've asked every single guest the same question. So, everybody from, you know, the Bantam goalie I had on up to, you know, NHL goalies I've had on. I ask the same questions just to see what the answers are. And it's, it's kind of fun. So the, the first one is what's the craziest coaching moment from your playing days where a coach just lost it? Uh, that, that's a really tough question. I would have to, you know, coaching, um, de- definitely in a, a, a playoff game, you know, we were, uh, you know, losing one of our one of our games and this was this was the game that we had to move on and uh you know one of our one of my coaches goes in the locker room and you know is talking to all the players and everything like that and he he comes out he comes and looks over to me and goes you know what is going on you can't you can't stop a puck you can't stop a beach ball you can't you know do anything today like you know this is the game that we really need to move on so, you know, that, that, that was something that I couldn't, uh, you know, that I couldn't forget. That That's when I was, like, playing as, like, in my when, – when I was younger, like, Bantam, Midget, yeah. or Pee Wee, I think it was. You know, this was something. And after, you know, we came back out after the second period, we, you know, I finally got my head out. I got straight and, you know, I put it in line. And, you, you know, we ended up winning that game. But, you know, he was just going around, you know, tearing apart each, you know, each player. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny you say that because I remember – I was playing in a summer league in high school and the coach kind of, he wasn't going around to each player. He's like, you know, we, we need to be better on our four check. We need to be better. And then he just looks at me. And he's like, you need to stop the damn puck. You know, this, and it's like, Whoa, like I had a breakaway and a screenshot and a tip in front of me. Like, The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer, with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down 
on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. As a Cubs fan, it's tough to look at the uh, standings and get too excited. But with DraftKings, I can get excited about every game by placing prop bets. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You talk about things where it's like there's only so much you can do. I'm like, I'm not playing that bad. I've been getting peppered, and it's only like a 3-1 game. But as just the way he laid into me is like, come on. But, you know, as I look back at it now and having coached myself, I almost think that he he knew his players, and he knew who he could be a little harder on. And I think he knew in that situation he could say that to me, and it wouldn't ruin my game. It would make me – you know, be more of a competitor, but it would also maybe send a message to the team like, hey, I'm going after him and he's really not playing that bad. So watch yourself. At least that's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> but I, I do know he was a good coach and he, he kind of knew knew how to, how to push buttons if he had to. Um, so what's your especially, favorite? Oh, go on. Yeah, especially when you're playing with the same guys, you know, the coach, you know, knows those guys real yeah. well. So he can, like you said, that could like push their buttons a little bit and won't mess up their game. You know, I guess he, you know, he had to go around and pick on, you know, certain people to get the team motivated so we can win that game. Yeah, exactly. So the next question, what's your favorite all-time goalie mask? My old, uh, probably, uh, you know, Rick DiPietro's, uh, you know, that, that's my favorite goalie, you know, even though he got hurt, he's no longer on the team, but, uh, you know, if you look at my mask, I just actually just got got it painted, uh, you know, by the guy, the Tampa Bay emergency yeah, uh, backup goalie, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, so he actually just did mine. He got sent out pretty quickly, and uh, I need a new mask. But uh, I kind of did, like, the scheme. All my masks were, like, first responders. So the the mask that I liked was uh, Rick Pietro's like, 9-11, uh, you know, with the military first responders, with the stars. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I liked that one. He, DPHRO, he had some serious style. And yeah. what, I, what I always appreciate about him was his uh, appreciation for the military and first responders. Um, and I, I hear he's on the radio in New York now, and he's just awesome. Yeah, he's really, he's really awesome. I've seen him uh, broadcast, you know, on talk shows and, yeah. uh, I, you know, at, at a couple games. So I, I met him, you know, a couple times, a really nice guy, you know. Nothing bad to say about him. Such yeah, it's funny. I, I think a lot of people just focus on the fact that he got that contract and then got hurt. And it's like the farther it gets away from him having signed that contract, I think people look back at it and they're like, well, you know, if that was offered to me, I'd sign it too. You know, who would? Oh, absolutely. I would I'd know, sign it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like I, you can't be mad at him. You got to be mad at the owner. Uh, what was the same? Peter Wong or something. Arthur yeah, Wong. Wong. Yeah, 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 Wong. Uh, but it's like, don't be mad at 
at him for signing what was offered to him. Um, yeah. No, I, I saw that Kyle had painted your mask. I actually had Kyle on early on in the uh, the podcast, and after he had his game for St. Louis and then Bonesy had his game for Colorado, we were talking about maybe getting him on for a uh, episode together, but just scheduling never really worked out. But, yeah, Kyle's great, and I've uh, – Yeah, Kyle's a really great guy. I really appreciate the way he, you know, he really – he did my mask, got shipped out, painted quickly, you yeah. know, just in time for the game, you know, got a couple yeah. games in you know, before the big one. Yeah, he, he does really nice work. I, I've uh, texted him a little bit uh, thinking of getting something done with my mask. And I was like, I have an idea. Is it something you think you could bring to life? He's like, I think we could work on something. So now I'm just uh, saving up my extra spending money. And eventually I'll yeah, decide to spend it on myself and not my kids. <laughs> He'll complete the puzzle. You know, you just give him a couple of ideas. That's what I did. You know, I came yep. up you know, with different masks. And I was like, this is what I like. This is my old mask. What can you do for me? You know? And uh, one, one of my old masks, I had the fire department stuff on it, and a couple guys on my team weren't too a fan of it. They weren't a fan of that. And I'm like, listen, I'm, you know, I like NYPD. That's my number one, but I like both, you know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, the NYPD, they even have that, like, uh, the best way to explain it is they almost have like a squad that is, you know, firefighting unit almost that people don't really re- realize that you know you guys do more than just uh chase down the bad guys yeah that, definitely i mean i'm not the only guy that's also you know a volunteer firefighter i got a couple guys on my team as well yeah how, how does that go over you know both at the firehouse and at the precinct of like okay you're you're playing both sides of the fence how can we pick on you <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it's like, you know, the guy, the guys that, you know, the firehouse, they, you know, they get underneath my skin, but you know, everybody, everybody that wants to get underneath my skin, you know, you let it right, you let it go right over your head, you know, but back at the precinct, you know, those guys, they joke around they're like, Oh, how can you let FDNY score? You know, you know, they like to break, break, break the balls a little bit. And, you know, you can't let them get to you. You just laugh about it and you just move on. Yeah, well, I, I've said for a long time, you know, in the hockey locker room, if guys aren't picking on you, you got to be worried because it means they don't lot, like you. But it's the same thing at the firehouse, and I assume at the precinct. If they're not picking on you, then you got to worry. But the more they pick on you, even if they are picking on you for they, you know, they, being a they fireman, like, they, it's good. Yeah, they like they like you, and that means that you know you got to have fun. You know, you can't be in boring. You got to have a fun. You know, they joke with me, I joke with them. Yeah. So you know, so you got to make you got to make it fun. Yeah, it's funny because it's almost like the meaner they are to you, the more they like you, and and the uh, the dark sense of humor. I think a lot of people just don't get it. They think you're being insensitive, and you know, in this twenty twenty two, be nice to everybody is like no. Once you're in the in the locker room in the firehouse at the precinct, it's not like that. But that that's how you deal with it. Yeah, you know, when 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 you want to bring up, you know, guys on my team, you know. Most of my chops a couple years ago before I got on a job on my Instagram, I said, let's go FDNY. So those guys still have that picture. I'm in, I'm in the, like up in the stands and they, they thought it was pretty funny to bring it around. Let's go FDNY. We're going to go with them. So that, you know, that was something that, you know, they were breaking my chops about They're Like, you know, how do you go from let's go FDNY? Now you're going to be rooting for, you know, NYPD. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I, um, so moving along, what is your favorite rink that you've played at? 
Uh, my favorite rink, it's probably uh, Lake Placid. We're Team USA up yep. there. That, that was, like, one of my favorite rinks. And uh, got a couple of rinks. I don't know the name of them, but in uh, Canada, like, where they got the stands around them. So, you know, I played in Lake Placid. They got the stands. I, I like having stands, you yeah. know, when they're filled. Yeah. Even if they're not filled, just having th- those no. stands wrap around, it's just cool, you know. Uh, up here, in Min- I played my high school hockey in Chicago and everything, but now that I'm in Minnesota and I've done some coaching, you know, some of those old rinks up north, you know, in the northern Minnesota and the Iron Range are just awesome because, you know, they have the seats going all the way around and they got the, the wood ceilings. I mean, it's funny. I go to them like, this place is awesome, but if it started fire, this would be terrible because it's just going to go up like that. Um which is why whenever I go into a building, because my dad, I'm always looking for the nearest exit. exit. Whether, yeah. It's like, how am I getting out of here if shit hits the fan? <laughs> Especially in those old rings. Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely. Do I even have time to get out of here? Um, so th- this is a fun one to always ask people. What's your favorite stick that you've used? Favorite stick? Uh Probably like the old Reeboks, old Reeboks. Okay. You know, I always had like a custom color. I used like a white and orange. I always wanted to be different. Uh, recently, I just switched over to Warriors. So I, I still use like the old school wooden. Yeah, I can't same. go to the composite. Not not yet. You know, so uh, you know, I've been using the Warrior, but definitely the Reeboks. Yeah, and it's getting harder to find those Warrior foam core sticks. Now, I did find Vaughn has some nice foam core sticks that I found on. Uh, uh, pro stock hockey, I think it was. And I like you, I'm a warrior guy, but it was like, mm. I couldn't find any out here. And I found a bond that same color as my new bond set of equipment. And I was like, well, just feels like I should give it a try at that price. And it, it has the same feel as the warrior. So if you can't find any of those warriors, check out the Vaughn foam cores too. What, was it uh, the Keith Kincaid models? Yeah, it was actually, it was. Yeah, that's actually, uh, Funny part, we're talking about Keith Kincaid. Uh, you know, he's a local, uh, you know, when I was in, like, freshman, junior high, he was on the varsity team. So okay. I, knew, I knew Keith Kincaid for a while. So that's why I knew I knew about his sticks. I saw his sticks on Pro Stock, actually. Yeah. So I, I saw the colors. I, I'm like, it's probably the Keith Kincaid ones. Yeah. It, it It's a great stick. I love it. It's got the rounded tilt. First time I've gone with the rounded tilt, and I, I, I think I might be a convert now. I like it. Yeah, whatever works for you, you know, stick with it. Yeah, exactly. So next question, what's your favorite youth hockey memory? Youth hockey memory. You know, talk, talking about um, pl- playing definitely in Lake Placid. You want to talk about the ranks and stuff like that. What was my favorite hockey rank? Uh, you know, playing Lake Placid, you know, playing the stands of field, skills competition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty good at shootouts and stuff like that. So winning – you know, first place in a shootout competition, stands filled and everything like that. That was probably like one of my, you know, like crazy experience that I had. You know, you have people coming up to you, different teams actually that I didn't go with, but because uh, I wanted to stay local. Mm-hmm. But uh, th- that was definitely one of the memory that I can't forget. That's awesome. So I always like to hear this one. What's the best chirp you've heard on the ice, off the ice, directed at you, not directed at you? Uh, so, so we'll go recently. Uh, so when, uh, Matty Zay crashed into me, he was, uh, saying that, uh, he blew out a tire. So when he did it again, I said, uh, 
it looks like you didn't change your tire properly. So I turned back at him and he didn't want to say anything back to me. But uh, he was like, yeah, I, I blew out a tire. I was like, it looked like you blew out both of your tires there, man. <laughs> That's so that, good. Was, that was like a recent one that, uh, you know, that, that was pretty funny that I went at him for. That's awesome. So what is the worst post-game beer you've had? Worst post-game beer? Uh I mean, I don't really have, uh, you know, post game like a, a bad one, but uh, usually I go with like um, Miller Light or something like that. I mean, I really drink anything. Yeah. You know, Guinness, I'm not a fan. If you want to, you know, go with a Guinness, I'm not a fan really with Guinness, but Miller, you know, Bud Light, you know, if you want to add into like a vodka, a little bit Pink Whitney, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. If I'm drinking beer at home, I'm not going with those light beers because I'm a bit of a beer snob. I'll go with the Guinness all day. But right after a game, those light beers are the quintessential perfect post-game beer because they're they're not overly carbonated. They're not overly hoppy or malty. It's just almost like a some craft beer people say, oh, those beers are like water. Well, I think that's why they make they're the perfect post-game beer because they are a little yeah, bit like they're, water. They're like water. It tastes like water. Yeah, it's just it just quenches perfectly. Uh, so when you tape your sick, do you go heel to toe or toe to heel? I go uh, toe to heel. You know, something okay. that I uh, I changed up. Usually when I was younger, I would go to heel to toe, but I started taping the toe. So I like to start at the top and you know focus, make sure I put a strip here, and I just you know if it's not perfect, I have to do it again. That's like that's something good. that's like something that I like to do. Is it just more of habit that you go toe to heel, or is there a reason? Because you're in the minority here. I'll I'll, I'll say that. I uh, you know I feel like it's so much easier. You know, it's lined up and it's like perfect. Mm -hmm. I okay. hate, I hate right. uh, using uh, the scissors and I hate using the scissors and cutting the toe. You know, I feel like if I start with the one piece and I go around, I can end and it's perfect. Yeah. Hey, well, like you said, whatever works for you, right? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was talking to Connor Bo Beaupre, the uh, wild e-bug, and he said you know, he goes toe to heel, but he's really good at playing the puck, something I'm not. And he's, to him, he just thinks the puck comes off the tape better when he goes toe to heel because of the way it overlaps. It's like, hey, I'll take your word for it. I'm never going to have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know if you saw in the game. I, I play the puck a lot. Yeah. Know, something. I wasn't playing the puck too well, but uh, a couple guys – Maybe your buddy uh, Jimmy uh, took the puck away from me one time, but uh, that, that's something I like to do, playing the puck. Yeah, you're pretty you know, aggressive. The glass, get it out, play, being aggressive. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm taking this summer for my fill-ins to try and get into that habit, be a little more aggressive. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that um, goes over. So two more questions. Next one is, what's your favorite number to wear and why? Uh, I've, so I wear 39 at the moment, but in high school, I was wearing 37. So, uh, 39, obviously because of Rick DiPietro, yeah, uh, Dominic Koshik, you know, like the old school mask, yeah. you know, going back to the mask, you know, you asked me, you know, what was my favorite mask, like painted, but I also like the old school, like Chris Osgood or yeah. Dominic Koshik, something like that. So that's why I picked that number. And then, uh, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure uh, 37 was DiPietro's, uh, one of his alternate numbers since uh, 39 was taken in high school. So yep. those were my two numbers, but my favorite number is 39. Yeah, I'm 39 these days as well. And it, it's funny, it's just because it was, 
what was available when I got to college. It was his biggest jersey. And then uh, halfway through freshman year, I got a concussion. And I started wearing a Hoshik-style helmet. So everybody thought I was wearing 39 because I was a huge Hoshik fan. I was like, nope, mm-hmm. just the biggest jersey. And I liked it. And uh, But my, my style of play fit, fits 39 better than uh, – I was 35 back in high school. So I, I've always got to uh, spot my heart for that number. But, no, I'm with you. 39, I don't know. I just It's a good goalie number. Not used even 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 uh, Ryan Ryan Miller, you know, I forgot about him. Yeah, that's another guy that I liked, you know. Uh, so I've been watching him. Yeah, those are guys. That's the reason why I picked that number. It's good to see Miller's numbers could be going to the Raptors in Buffalo. He deserves that there. Oh, absolutely. You know, even in Vancouver, he had a good time in Vancouver and Anaheim. You know, he played well in uh, Buffalo. So yeah, you know, I'm happy for him. Yeah, yeah. So, last question. What advice do you have for young goalies? One advice I have, uh, you know, for young goalies, you know, you let in a lot of goals, you take a lot of shots, you know, just because, you know, all these goals are going in, it doesn't mean you stop playing, you know, you keep you need keep going with it, you know, if you don't have no help. So, uh, you know, when I was young, you know, you let in a couple of goals, goals, you can't let it get to your head, you know. Right wipe it out of your head, you know, that's the best advice I could give to young goalies, you know, and a score eventually, then score eventually. Yeah. Keep playing the paw, keep playing the way you play, you know, don't stop playing. Even the best goalies uh, got scored on virtually every game, uh, sometimes a lot. So there's no reason we're going to be any different. Yeah, definitely. You know, just keep playing the way you play and, you know, Stop the shot the, uh, the best you can. Absolutely. Well, Brandon, I appreciate your time. Uh, you know, it, it's always fun talking to other goalies. I'm sure we could o- talk a lot longer if, if we uh, let ourselves. So thank you for, uh, for taking yeah, time man, out of your day. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no thanks problem. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And if you need anything, you know, just let me know. If you ever want to come to a game, you know, just message me, you know. If yeah. you want tickets, just let me know, you know. Yeah, and uh, if if the uh, team's travels ever bring you out to uh, Minnesota, let me know. I'll uh, I'll get you a beer, and if I make it out to New York, I'm I'm gonna hit you up and get you a beer there as well. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Same as uh, to you. You know, yeah. Ever need anything? You need tickets? Just let me know. You know, yeah. I'm in a sold out arena, so it's tough. You know, <laughs> on that uh, that game, people are still asking me for tickets. <laughs> I was like, I don't ha- I don't have any. It's sold out. Yeah, they're not making any more seats. Where where do you want me to put you? <laughs> standing room, standing room uh, only. Yeah, exactly. Well, be safe, my friend, and we'll be in touch. Thank you, thank you. Stay in touch. I really appreciate right. it. Thank you again. Bye Bye-bye. now. It was fun chatting with Brandon. He played awesome in the NYPD FDNY game earlier this spring. A game that is usually a little more high scoring than the 2-1 to one game we saw. So that says something about the performance he put on. It's always interesting talking to first responders like Brandon who are both cops and firefighters too. They have an interesting insight into their jobs and should garner a lot of respect from others. Remember, you can always find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Washed Up Goalie. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights, and of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or Tendy Talk apparel, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the merchandise link on my website. 
If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA Podcast Network show where a couple of beer league players talk beer league hockey, draft experience shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. And be sure to check out the full lineup of hockey-related podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. There are too many lists here, but shows like the Leaf Sky Podcast, the Weekly Nightly Podcast, and the Caps Chirp Podcast can all be found. I need to thank the band Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my episodes. You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. And always remember, I'm working on lining up other goalies to talk to. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washedupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you're a brand that wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck. Good news.